Welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Hi, and a very warm welcome to the next episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about feedback and harnessing the power of lessons learned. Now, over 30 years, I've picked up an awful lot of scars. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've made mistakes. I've failed at so many things so many times. And what I've learned is that every scar has a value. And that's a real mindset uh, point for, for many people. You know, if your glass is half full or half empty, but every time I've learned something, I've made a pledge to myself and my team around me that we will never, ever make that mistake again. So just remember that phrase, every scar has a value. And that will help you harness the power of lessons learned. Now, Think about learning lessons. We only learn lessons when we do something. We have to take action. We have to move. We have to create that that momentum. We never learn any lessons by procrastinating, by sitting back, by overthinking the problem. We just end up with the wheels spinning and, and sinking ourselves deeper and deeper where we lie. So remember that phrase. So feedback is is really important. The feedback we feel, the feedback we experience, the feedback we get from others. Um, And and this is a a great example in Formula One. You know, Formula One, that high-performance culture, which you know I I have a real passion about, um, we see that 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 culture where everybody has a, a voice, everybody is heard, and feedback is is demanded. Feedback is absolutely essential, but it has to be done in a in a specific way, a cultural way. So the feedback, first of all, it needs to be respected. Everybody's voice needs to be respected. Everybody needs to feel as though they're contributing. Um, we used to have a, a in fact, we still do. Uh, but we had a culture which we started about twenty five years ago in health and safety on our large construction sites where everybody had the responsibility um, to identify any unsafe acts or any areas that required uh, attention. Um, So it was a culture where you would never walk past a problem, whether it be a physical problem on site, you know, it could be um, a time bomb, something waiting to happen. Um, And nobody would ever be uh, criticised for raising something uh, to the attention of, of the team. Um, So respect has to be embedded deep within the culture. Feedback also needs to be quick, needs to be slick, quick. Uh, People need to almost not not overthink it, just get it out there, uh, feedback, because sometimes time is absolutely of the essence, and health and safety is a very good example of that. Uh, feedback needs to be honest in some in sometimes in some cases brutally honest. It needs to be frank to the point. If everybody's going in the same direction, everybody wants to succeed. When we should have this culture of humility, um, where you understand why somebody is being direct. Feedback is never personal, although the implications might be that your particular role needs to improve, or what you're doing could have been done a different way. And if you're open to that constructive criticism and it's delivered in a, in an honest and constructive manner, 
then we all learn and we all grow together. And that's that that updraft in your organisation. And that, that's the culture. That, that culture starts from the top, it starts from the bottom, it starts you know, every, every direction within the business. Feedback also needs to be recorded. Otherwise, it's sound bites. It's a chit-chat. Um, so you need to have a system where you record the feedback, you analyze the feedback. It's a great way of people be recognized that they, they are recognized, they are valued, their opinions are uh, understood and analyzed. It doesn't mean you'll necessarily do something about it, but you'll always tell them what how you considered it and what you're going to do about it. And if you're not going to do anything, why? And it gives them uh, that, that feedback so they can provide better quality feedback next time. And feedback needs to be drilled back into the business and compounded and built on, both culturally and also in the very specific aspect that you're you're analysing. So let's have a look at a, a classic example would be a Formula One pit stop. Yeah, I remember uh, watching a Grand Prix many years ago. The car comes into the pits, quick dynamic uh, uh, pit stop, and that was a time when they were putting in fuel. So they're probably putting in... Uh, a few tens of litres of, of fuel, race-grade fuel. Um, wheels come off, wheels come back on, flag goes, and, and off they are, back into the pit lane and, and out onto the track. On this particular occasion, what happened was the, the rear wheel was loose. The nut hadn't been tightened. Uh, it was an unsafe release, and the wheel came off in the pit lane, bounced down the pit lane through another team's crew uh, and injured quite badly and one of their mechanics. So there's some serious issues that had to be discussed there because this had health and safety ramifications, performance ramifications in this pit stop. And when they analysed this, and everybody was open, you know, you've got three or four people on each corner of the car there, you've got the team doing the fuel, you've got the, the front and rear uh, jackman, um, and then you've got somebody with a signboard um, to communicate to the driver and probably somebody wiping the driver's uh, visor as well. So this is a hive of coordination and teamwork. And what they found when they analysed, they found that the reason why it had been an unsafe release, when everybody's finished in their particular corner, their hands go up in the air. When the hands go up in the air and the, uh, the front jackman sees all the hands in the air, then he releases the car. So what they what they re-engineered was that process where everybody keeps their hands down and one particular engineer responsible for each corner, each wheel that's been replaced, has a different coloured glove. So the front jackman and the rear jackman, all they're looking for are four gloves. Let's say they're green. Four green gloves, single green gloves, one in each corner. A lot easier to coordinate. Then the signal's given, jacks are down and the car's on its way. And that came back from the water cooler type conversation, the conversation, getting the team together, um, all looking to achieve the same ends. If one fails, they all fail. So if one succeeds, they all succeed. Um, so that was a great example, the one glove um, solution to fast and effective pit stops. And it's the same in, in our businesses. And it, I'm sure it's the same in your business, uh, in your property development business. We're always learning. We always want to learn. We don't want to be complacent. Um, we're always trying to get those fast feedback loops. Okay, if we learn something, we turn it around, analyze it, and pump it straight back into, into our business. However, how do you record those lessons you learn in your business? 
and be honest with yourself. How do you? Where do, where are they recorded? Where is that analysis? Now, those of you who are mentees of ours, um, you know we use something called the EQUA IDA. And that's our systematic approach for doing due diligence and analytics on our development. And that's right at the front end, how we analyze the deal. Now, does every deal we do go swimmingly well and 100% all the time? No, there's a bit of choppy water from time to time. Things change, different scenarios. We've recently had fuel price increases. We've had material price increases. These things happen. So what we do is we feed those lessons learned back into the model and we adapt it. Now, it doesn't mean that's an extra cost line that goes in. It's just an extra consideration line that goes in. So we turn a problem, an issue, something we've had to overcome, we turn it into an incredibly positive reaffirmation of how our systems are improving, and it makes us incrementally safer in the future. So our ECHOR IDA, I mean, that's in version 61. Nigel's working on version 62 at the moment. And that records all of our feedback. If you don't have a system, all your lessons learned will be lost. If you have a system of recording your lessons learned, they will compound. And the wheels of compounding will take, take you upwards at an incredible rate, incredible pace. We've done around about 300 apartments, nearly 100 million GDV of developments in, uh, well, here we are in uh, autumn 2021. So in uh, just over five years, that's the kind of pace of growth you can uh, create in your business. Now, it might not be at that level. You might want to move from one or two buy-to-lets or a few HMOs um, and, and drive the scale up that way. That's fine. It's got to be relevant to your strategy. But the lessons learned and the feedback are incredibly powerful um, for you. So when do we do debriefs? Um, taking the Formula One analogy, well, you know, I was watching Lewis Hamilton at the Turkish Grand Prix this weekend. Clearly, they had some um, issues between communications with the driver and the pit wall, difference on strategy. Should he go throughout the whole race without a tyre change? Um, obviously, the, the pits, and, and we had Norris a couple of weeks before at the Russian Grand Prix, you know, not seeing the weather charts, not seeing the information that the pit wall had, should the pit wall have been more, more decisive, all that needs to go back into the system and the team work out how better can they, can they communicate. So the debrief, we tend to do a two-stage debrief. If something happens um, uh, and, and we need to do a, a lesson learned to review, we'll do two. We'll do one straight away. And that, that immediate one, that'll be where the emotion is, the heat. We won't go into any particular detail. We're just analysing what happened, why and where. So that's really important. And then we have a second stage one, if, the, if it warrants a second stage. Um, and that's where we go into the detail. That's where we're recording the data that to substantiate what the issue was, why and how we can improve. Then we're going to analyse the data. Then we're going to get all the stakeholders' feedback, identifying the stakeholders and get their specific feedback. We're going to get everybody's um, sense of feel and touch on the, on the whole subject area. Um, sometimes data 
can lead you to a very clinical decision-making process, which can be fine in certain environments. Sometimes you need to feel an issue, feel a certain scenario. And that's really important, giving people that opportunity to communicate like that. Um, Then we need to look at our vision and our direction of travel. Is it something that really is going to impact us in the future? Maybe it's right on our roadmap for the future. And and really, this becomes not necessarily a tactical level, but a strategic level. Um, So, you know, the summary of this really is that it's not just what you know, but how you go about the assessment and how you drive that back into your business, remaining humble at all times. But I, I keep using the culture word, the importance of culture. If you haven't got that culture in your team, and your team maybe you might think, well, it doesn't apply to me, Mark. I'm a, I'm a one-man band. Um, you've got a team. You've got a team of builders, designers, planning consultants. They may be uh, consultants into your organization, but they're still um, crucial to, to to you. You know, you, you're creating this embodiment of culture, and they're carrying your, your ethos as a business forward. So choose your team carefully but also bring them into that that inner circle and that culture where everybody's voice is heard you know all are able to contribute nobody is ever belittled in any way shape or form so if you adopt that lessons learned culture that perception of failure changes you know is a failure really a failure okay we could have done better but a failure is only one tweak from success if Lewis Hamilton had decided to come in five or six laps earlier, would the graining on his tyres have happened quicker and therefore he would have still have had eight, ten laps and to really make that charge and, and challenge for, uh, for the uh, first or second uh, position on the, on the podium? Who knows? But they're the scenarios that you work through. So that perception of, of failure isn't failure. Failure is, is that ability for you to take that next step and allow those tweaks and evolution um, in your systems and processes to enable you to be so much better next time. So you'll see failure in a very different light if you can harness those lessons learned. And when you get feedback from other people, it could be feedback from business partners, from um, uh, outside parties, um, it could be from investors, could be from all quarters. You're really grateful for the feedback. If it's something you've never considered before, fantastic. You can really assess that and become better next time. And make sure when you get the feedback, make sure not only do you assess it, but you also feedback on the feedback and close that loop and let people know that you're really grateful and this is how you've um, uh, changed. We had some feedback from an investor. It was about annualised return on capital employed. They wanted... Uh, the investment memorandum to be put in a slightly different way that suited their language. Now, that language wouldn't have been right for some of our other investors, but we found a way of incorporating this investor's feedback. And the next time the investment came out to them, they said, oh, that's really interesting. I thought we spoke about this, Mark, didn't we? I said, yeah, I took that suggestion to the board and we thought it was a cracking idea. And we enhanced our systems and the way we communicate certain information and that investor really felt part of our organization, felt valued and remains a valued investor right to this day. So there we go. There's a few thoughts uh, fr- from us on harnessing the power of lessons learned. 
We'll be back next week for another episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. But in the meantime, check out some of the other episodes and we'd love, love you to subscribe, like, and give us some feedback. We put a lot of work into what we do and we love sharing it with you and we'd really like to appreciate that. So just drop me a note on Facebook Messenger. Have a fantastic day. You take care. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you. Thank you.